You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. This episode of GameScoop is brought to you by 4hims.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Oop. Sam Claiborne, hey. and making his first GameScoop appearance, Seth Macy. Hello. Welcome, Seth. Longtime yeah. freelance writer, someone That's who true. we finally, uh, finally, long overdue, brought him on board. It's a full time writer. We Didn't put you a ring work on at it? the Gizmonic Institute. We put a ring on I it. did. Gizmonic Institute's radio. Seth lives in Maine. I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, why is that e. so funny? I don't know. It just is. <laughs> Uh, but you're out here in San Francisco. I'm out here in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a hologram. Yeah. We found out today that uh, people look up uh, cheats mostly in certain states, and they, the most people looking up Sims cheats are in Maine. Really? Yeah. yeah. Can you explain why? Uh, they have a much better life in Sim World than in people in Maine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Hmm. Well, it's always you oh, can control you the weather there. Them. Yeah. <laughs> so, Seth, favorite game of all time? It's Mega Man 2. Wow. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. It's, it's just the not a very. Usually. The second best Mega like, Man. So, yeah. I would have said Mega Man 3, but someone told me last night I need to get on Mega Man 5. So, oh, I'm going to. Oh, no. <laughs> that's uh, Only the Mega Man hipsters are trying to oh, okay. get on board with okay. Mega Man 5. That yeah. sounds like a. I don't even want it. That sounds like maybe like a Ryan Scott. That's exactly who it was. <laughs> oh! <laughs> His reputation. Mega Man 3 is actually the first game I ever bought with my own Well, I knew knew you were podcasting last night, and I said, what weirdo is trying to push Mega Man 5 on you? And I'm cycling through the names in my head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting question. What what was the first game you bought with your own money? Ooh. I don't know if it was... I've never done that. I think think Nagano Olympics on the Sega Genesis. Oh, good. I think we gave that a zero here at IGN. 
Oh. Oh, on the Sega Genesis? No, I think it was the N64. Oh, that was a 10, yeah. Gave a I've mooched off zero. parents, girlfriends, and the company. <laughs> yeah. The first album I ever bought was Dookie. I remember That's that. Really, I wow. vividly remember that. That's but I don't remember the first video game. Green Day for the for our yeah. younger listeners. Was it a tape or a CD? CD. First CD I bought. And it was the first maybe Road Rash 2 for the Genesis. That was a big one too. <laughs> I don't know if this is actually the first game I ever bought with my own money, but I did spend my allowance money on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde Ooh. for the NES. <laughs> You've played that game? I owned I bought it. <laughs> I have that in the box still. Don't ever open it. It's really bad. If you open it, the mystical spirits will float out and curse the world. That game's bad, and Frankenstein's really bad. There's a couple monster games. They're the only bad. two bad. Yes, Crusader. Games. Yep. Bummer. Um, why, why are we talking about this? What happened? Because Seth brought it up. I just brought it up. Yeah. It's his favorite game, Mega Man 5. Mega Man 5 is my favorite game. Oh. It's also the first anyway, game I ever Oh, stole. that's the part that I missed. Yeah. I'm like, what? We sure have a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about open world games. We're going to talk about movie tie-in video games. But first... Far Cry 5 is the best-selling game of the year so far, mm -hmm. according to the MPD group, and that is here in North America. Uh, and that, uh, man, that Ubisoft sure has a thing going with early year yeah. runaway successes that sort of dominate the charts for the first half of the year until the inevitable big releases from Activision come out in, what the, was the, last in the back half. So last year, For Honor... Uh, came out the gates in February. Yeah, that was kind of a surprise hit, though. It's a surprise hit, and then Ghost Recon yep. was the best-selling game of the year. Yep. I think all the way until all the way Destiny to Two. Yeah, that was it. Yep. Came out in they, September. I don't know why more companies August? haven't caught on to this since DLC is just out there and accepted now as a thing yeah. that you expect in most AAA games. That release your game early, you know, get those DLC drops throughout the year, and then uh, around holiday season, you know, get, get, catch a second wave when that game gets discounted to you know thirty bucks. We or thought we'd be playing Red to. Dead by now. Yeah. Well, yeah. <sighs> kind of cool that's a, yeah i actually wanted to bring that up of uh red dead's coming out this october of course every month month to month gta 5 is still in the yeah. mpd list top five i am certain you know we know uh red dead redemption is going to be a huge hit but there's no way it could be as big a hit as gta 5 right no. i don't i don't think so there's no no no, way. no, no, no. Well, it's not on PC right away, so. But to be as huge, a big problem to right be as there. huge hit yeah. as GTA Five means that it would be one with the biggest game ever of yeah. all time, like in terms of traditional, like I think like Tetris and like Minecraft and stuff. But like, I think GTA Five is now the best selling, like you know, traditional AAA, you know, yeah. Hollywood style game yeah. ever. Yeah, there was a time where every new PlayStation and every new Xbox that was sold also sold a copy of Grand Theft Auto Five. I don't know if mm -hmm. that's still the case, but. Well, they managed to get people like I've bought that game twice now. Yeah, you know I think that's pretty common. They they get people a couple times. I bought it three times. I've received it th three several times. <laughs> um, we, uh, uh, I think that if they add cell phone cheats to, to mm. Red Dead Redemption, it yeah. might oh, do yeah. as well as GTA. Telegraph. Well, our our wiki page would be a <laughs> Telegraph cheats. That be maybe for yeah. Morse code cheats takes eleven. I don't know if they had Morse code each one in the old west. They probably they did. Yeah, right around the oh, Civil yeah. War and post-Civil War, there were okay. stations, but maybe yeah. not in the West. It was like West Western Union, really, right? That yeah. was the whole thing. They yeah. definitely get telegrams well, in Westerns. That's a scoop, Jim. <laughs> I'm going to say there is a 50% chance that there are telegram cheats in, in Red Dead. 50%? Yeah, I think that's really clever <laughs> and funny. Uh, well, there, there could be now. Maybe you just influenced it. Yeah. yeah. There's no way to know. We could save this episode until after it comes out. Let's, yeah, let's go ahead and bank this episode right. until uh, Sorry, that means into the vault in October. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we can why can we swear because we'd have more time to censor it. But if uh, this is airing yes. in the future, should we yeah. put on like our future clothes, like our yes? <laughs> Let's go get our future throw our, clothes. Throw our Riker beards. <laughs> yeah, our Riker beard. <laughs> Everything's terrible. It's horrible here. <laughs> go back. 
uh, for the past couple of years, Call of Duty has been the best-selling game of the year. I wonder, every year I wonder, is this the year where Call of Duty is not? And I wonder now, yes. again, is this year that Call of Duty is not the best-selling game of the year? Red Dead will be the best-selling game of the year. Red Dead's going to be an overwhelming it. success, but just not... Even more, yeah. Not in like not like the GTA Five round. But it's not on a PC. Complete, but yeah. it will be in a year, I think. You think it's so? Because the original I mean, one still isn't. But GTA was. Uh, they yeah, waited. They announced it, like a year and a it originally half. to coming, you know, coming to PC, and then they just sat on it for a year to make it work. I mean, I, I'm just sitting It'll here making work. stuff up as I go. My guess is that Red Dead comes out on PC a year after it comes out. On I console. would love it on PC. Absolutely. Uh, well, I, the mods alone would be yeah, yeah. so good. Got to get Macho Man in there. <laughs> As your horse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. The horse would be good. And the cell phone cheats. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, they could mod cell phone cheats. It's, it's true. Uh, also from uh, March's MPD results, Sea of Thieves did very well. Sea of, sea of Thieves was number two in March. And But what's interesting about that is that that is uh, available to everyone who has Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass. Mm. Yeah. But it's totally unclear whether or not those... Surely that's not the MPD numbers, because MPD is tracking like retail sales. Yeah, they and only and track sales. And digital sales. It's like Walmart. Yeah, but it includes yeah. digital sales for Sea of Thieves, people who just outright bought the game. Right. I don't and MPD only tracks revenue. MPD also tracks revenue. Yes, you're right. So yeah. it's like they could include that. Pass. It, they could. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying they haven't come out and been up front with yeah. said whether they are or aren't. Sure. Or not. Maybe their numbers are just made up. So... Maybe we should just take over for MPD then. That's what I'm suggesting. And I, why, by we, I mean Game Scoop, yeah. not IG. So Game Scoop right. says uh, it's the best-selling game of the year. Yeah. Sea of Thieves being number two is impressive because it's a console exclusive. So, you know, for only reaching Xbox One gamers, you know, good for Rare. Yeah. Um, it's the best-selling Rare game that they've ever, ever tracked. So yeah. In month one? Sea of yeah. Thieves. No, like, period. Here's a quote from MPD. Sea well, of Thieves generated yeah. the, the, highest, sorry. <laughs> the highest launch month sales for any title produced by a developer rare since tracking by the MPD group began in 1995. Mm-hmm. So maybe Taboo for the NES would have made that. Yeah, or one. Snake, mm-hmm. Rattle, and Roll. I was yeah, going to say probably. RC Pro-Am. We were all making the same joke. Did <laughs> <laughs> they do Wizards and Warriors? No, that's that's a claim. Yeah. Uh, but well, they made that weird cowboy game. Mm-hmm. Rare did? What, yeah, what, yeah so I, I only remember it from Rare Replay, the isometric one. I don't know. I don't oh, think that was on NES, no. though, right? I don't know. Probably one of the yeah. weird computer games. Yeah. They made that boat game, Clash of Demon Head. <laughs> no. Is that what it's called? Well, Clash of Demon Head is not a boat game <laughs> and not a rare game. <laughs> What's the boat game called? Cobra Triangle. Cobra Triangle. Yeah, that is an incredibly yeah. hard game. Mm-hmm. Clash of Demon Head. I, that's also a hard game. <laughs> but that I, game's very obvious. What is Clash of Demon Head? I'm very aware of what Cobra Triangle. There's an there's an overworld map where you pick which levels you go to, and then I think you have to like get items that'll unlo- open new areas. Oh, but it's okay. like so really the name confusing. Is completely accurate. You just the way you just described that is every <laughs> video game. You just described God of War. <laughs> yeah, there's well, a pause I mean, menu. Corey yeah. Barlog has said Gameplay. he considers God of War the spiritual successor to Clash of Demon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. What's you know the what? spiritual successor to Cobra Triangle? <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough boat games. Not enough boat Hydro games. Thunder? True. GTA Ooh. 5. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Hydro Thunder. I haven't thought about that in a while. You know what also did well in March was Kirby Star Allies mm. on the Switch. Sure. Uh, fourth best-selling game of March. Launch month sales setting a new franchise record. Consumer spending for Kirby Star Allies was over 90% higher in its launch month when compared to the franchise's previous bestseller launch month, Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland, which was released on the Game Boy Advance in 2002. 
I mean, <laughs> we talked about it. I mean, I think it's been many months, but it was a scoop topic a long time ago about these games that keep getting ported to 3DS. Like, why are these weird random games coming out on 3DS? And it's because they all sell millions of copies. This is a Switch game. I know, but like, I'm just saying Nintendo, sorry, to, to make my point, <laughs> is like when a console sells well, like it just lifts, like a rising tide lifts all boats, right? Like you can make yeah. a Kirby game that like, I, Brendan Graber, our reviewer, actually liked it a lot, but the general consensus is game's fine. You know, like it's fine, uh, but s- since the Switch is such a smash it? hit, it just you know it's like it's like it's almost impossible to fail if you release a big first party Switch game at this point. Those yeah. are some deep Kirby stats. Yeah, well, I mean, so surprise Nintendo's tracking right out the gate the best selling uh, Kirby game since Nightmare in Dreamland. I don't, I don't even know what that game is. I don't think I played that one. No, I don't think I played a Kirby on Advance. You played the DS one. Everybody played. Well, that. wait, what's which is Nightmare in Dreamland? It was on Game Boy Advance. Yeah, GBA. I've never played a GBA Kirby game. It's pretty cool. Uh, I missed that too. Uh, this is the last week of April. Is that right? Next. Uh, yeah, that checks yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. next Friday is May the 4th. Next Friday is May the 4th. When I think solo tickets will go on sale. That's probably so a safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> Set your alarms. I'm just saying. In order to just snooze it and sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy my tickets. I'll see solo. I am not. No, I'm not oh, yeah. Solo. You're just not going to see it? I'm not going to see it. But you're seeing Avengers. I am, yeah. Seeing it Sunday. Uh, anyway, it will be very interesting. You know, MPD uh, results are a couple weeks delayed for the month. So in two weeks or so, we'll yeah. get April's MPD results. It'll be interesting to see where God of War shakes out. I wonder where it yeah, maybe will be. Kirby beat it. Maybe Kirby. <laughs> I yeah. think the interesting thing about God of War is uh, single player adventures. You know, are they dead? That was the big controversy with EA, you know, canceling Star Wars and. Uh, it's uh, God of War is going to set the ceiling. I think this is set this the ceiling. This is going to show us how high. This is the best possible case scenario mm-hmm. for a single player only you know adventure that doesn't have any loot boxes. But it's not a multiple systems. That's the thing. That's yeah. okay. Good point. Console exclusive. Yeah. If you got Red me Dead there. doesn't have online, then that'd be a good. I just think if this game sells, you know, whatever, 10 million copies on PS4, like there is no single player only adventure game that will sell more than that on the PS4, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, everybody who owns a PS4 will probably buy that yeah. game. Yeah. Unless well, they use it for what about, NBA or something. What about Last of Us Part 2? I think it's going to outsell Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. I don't know, because you guys know that The uh, Last of Us is like the most popular game ever with our audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I think there's been like a longer tale of God of War games across so many consoles that maybe it has more people that know about it. I mean, God of War there was that through. mobile game. Yeah, there was that mobile. <laughs> I always thought Kratos was like, yes, you know, a little bit dumb and cheesy. Like, I don't have any affinity for him as like a character, but he was like a beloved big first party, you know, icon for like a decade that they brought back and resurrected in spectacular fashion. Like, uh, Last of Us deserves its game of the year accolades and its praise, but it doesn't have that same like cultural cachet that like, you know, Kratos and God of War do. Yeah. yeah I think the people in our office that really like that game, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you feel this way too. Uh, like it because of its connection to it's the previous games and like how that mm-hmm. develops. Mm-hmm. And like, even if you didn't really like the old God of War games and call them your favorite games ever, it's still fun to see like how it connects to them. And I think that that actually was played up a lot more than people thought. Mm-hmm. I know our reviewer really, really liked that. Yeah. You've beaten it, Justin? I have. Are you still playing it? A little. I'm, a little. Well, I'm mainly watching Catching Up on <laughs> Marvel movies now in the evenings. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm still playing it. There's really, really surprisingly good and beefy post-game stuff to yeah. work your way through in that game. I'm still playing through it. Sam is still playing through it. Mm-hmm. Seth, are you playing God of War? 
haven't played it yet. We, we okay. drug them out here to San Francisco instead. Yeah. yeah. It is. I, I was telling you before that, uh, well, I was saying last week on the show that I'm, you know, a little bit of a hater sometimes. It's not a lot of modern AAA. <laughs> pessimist. Let's just go with pessimist. Pessimist. Just not a lot of modern AAA games that really grab me and keep my attention. I have a tendency to kind of bounce from game to game. But God of War, man, goodness gracious. It gets, I completely agree with the 10 out of 10. Absolutely one of the best games of this generation. Godness gracious. <laughs> Uh, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Brian E. in Keene, New Hampshire did. Hey, New yeah. England. Yeah. Right on. Do you know Brian E.? Yeah. yeah. Go, Go mudding. <laughs> uh, there has been much discussion lately among the Omega Cops about how we're all getting older, and as life gets more and more intrusive on our game time, games keep getting bigger and bigger. So I'm curious to hear your take on a recent problem I've had with open world games, exploration versus story. Mm-hmm. I recently purchased God of War, and over the course of a long Saturday spent indoors, was able to finish the story. I felt it was very satisfying and enjoyed it immensely. But of course, doing so skipped a lot of exploration and side quests. But now that I'm finished with the main story, the eagerness to continue playing despite it being a phenomenal game, has waned a bit. On the flip side, I dove into Far Cry 5 and Monster Hunter World, trying to do anything and everything in such a small amount of time that not only did I get burned out on both games, but eventually ran out of time with other releases that came out. So my question is, do you find it easier to explore an open world game 100% prior to completing it, or blitz through the main storyline and then fill in the bits and pieces afterwards? Curious to hear your thoughts. I mean, what were the two games you said you played besides that? It's Monster Hunter and... Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5? Yeah. I mean, I would say those games don't have great exploration. And maybe that's why he's burning out. about Far Cry 5? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't play that one. Oh. What's, is the exploration like... I think it's fun to wander around. There's things that you're... Is that the very like, easy the thing to get about it? distracted? Yeah. That's good. Crazy stuff is happening. For me, Far Cry games, I like, I like parts of the exploration, but I'm not going to 100% it because it's so samey. Far Cry was clever in the sense that you had to cause a certain amount of chaos and like m- make your own path before new story missions would unlock. But you and don't so, want to go like hunt down all the fish or whatever. But like you could, you some could, people might. I didn't care to. That's what I'm saying. I, like I think yeah. we want to do that in certain games a lot more than others because they're better at it. And I think Breath of the Wild is really good at that. Mm. And then other games aren't. And I don't think God of War is good at it at all. I think the exploration is bad in that game. <laughs> but the playing through the game is fun. Yes, I would, but God <laughs> well, you have to not, get in a boat. You have to like walk through little passages. It's unclear what puzzles you can do early. But I wouldn't. It's, like, it's not good. God of War is not like a fully open world game, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like open like Breath of the Wild, but it has open, open like world elements in the sense that you can go to this area to do collectibles. That's yeah. like that's what you do in it. And the fact that they put that in is a little confusing to me because I feel like you could have just storied through that game and got a great experience out of it. I'm, uh, but I'm distracted by it just like this guy is. There's, generally speaking, there's a million exceptions to this rule, but as a general rule of thumb, I'm anti-side mission and, wow. and anti-collectible. And I think that what, that's what will make you enjoy a game like Uncharted or God of War a lot more because than a person like me who's like, all I want to do is probe every corner of this world and see everything. So there's certain games that are games renowned. A prober. <clears throat> I'm a prober. prober. Probotector. Uh, you know, games <laughs> like... Uh, Contra in some other countries. <laughs> that's a scoop, Jim. <laughs> Uh, Witcher 3 and God of War, uh, I think, is up there, too. You know, renowned for their side quests. They're really good. I think God of War is going to, that rep is going to develop over time as people dig into this side content. But even but you as, didn't play it, right? Uh, I think it's bad. Like, the side content's bad in that game. I don't think so. I, you I didn't mean, play it. I'm, that's all well, I've played. No, I played a ton of it. Oh, Wait, no, you do. You want, yeah. I'm sorry. You, I'm, I'm doing all the optional bosses. You're, yeah, the post-game stuff. That stuff's really good, right? Are you talking about, you talking about God of War or yes, Witcher? God of War. He beat God of War. Yeah, I know. So... But he said he played through it, you know, straight, and then 
And now and, he's been uh, going yeah. back. Going back. It, and I'm so, saying I'm getting hung up like on the way, you know, yeah. like that okay. way of playing. I mean, I think, yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing that. My thing is yeah. I'm anti-side mission generally because even in games where the side missions are good, um, they're not as good as the main quest. Mm. They're side missions. That's like the definition of like it's not part of the main narrative that got obviously the bulk of the development time and the voice acting and the <laughs> mocap work and the cutscenes and like all the big action set pieces where all the budget and the millions of dollars and years of development went into that critical path content. Like I think this, Fallout does the side quests. Like those are the ones that distract you because maybe they put more time into those and they don't well, like, don't even know what the main quest is or something. Well like and then like the highest praise anyone can ever ever level on a side quest is like, <laughs> oh it almost felt like I was on a main story <laughs> mission. That's how good that side quest was. And I was like, yeah. just don't do them then. Like just do the best stuff. Yeah. Seth, what do you think? I mean I'm I pretty much approach open world games uh I advance the story enough to open everything up, mm. and then I never go back. Like, I've never beaten Skyrim. I've never yeah, beaten Fallout. Them. I've never beaten Witcher. But I have, like, a thousand Played hours a games, combined yeah. into all of those games. Same with Grand Theft Auto V. I've bought it three times. I've never beaten it. I've just gotten far enough where I can fly a jet and, like, <laughs> crash into cars with it. So, Yeah. In terms of whether I'm focusing on story missions or side missions, I guess it depends on how much I'm enjoying the game. Yeah. Like if it's a game I'm really enjoying, I want to make it last as long as possible. So I will stall on the side the story missions while I go and explore story missions or, or side missions. But if the game is, I think, just kind of like, okay, then I'll just try to mainline through the story. Like Wolfenstein was like that, right? I think we played that differently, where I, I yeah. started doing all those side missions. Yeah, I didn't do any of those. Like, I liked Wolfenstein, but it's not, to me, it's not like top-tier game. It's something I kind of just want to play through and enjoy and I just can't. I've, I'm such a completionist when I play these that like I can't do that. So like like for God of War, like I feel like I have to go back and explore these big areas every time I have something new. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, am I really getting like the best out of this game? Like I don't think so. But I can't take it back. I can't like go back and say now I'm just going to play it for the story alone and play right through it. God of War is a little bit of a special case since it's Metroidvania e in the sense mm-hmm. that you unlock new abilities that recontextualize yeah. old areas of the game. And so in that sense. You know, you can make a big, I have this ability now. I can make a big loop through the game and do stuff I couldn't do before, then do that a second time and a third time. But it may make more sense to wait until you have every ability and then you don't need to run up to an area where like, oh, well, I can't do this section of the game. Yeah, I I wish I would have known that going in because it really is making it. So now I'm like, I feel like I've retreaded too much Mm -hmm. and I'm like constantly rowing to the same place. (laughs) But I feel like I was doing it to get more powerful, which is like a good feeling. But then I hear everybody else's experience and everybody in the office just shot straight to the end of that game. That's what I did. Well, I was worried about spoilers too. Yeah. Ah, okay. I think a lot of people in the office got it early and there's a, a desire to want to be one of the, the first people to see the end. Yeah. You know. But that, that's that'll taint it. your impression of a game then, you know? Taint. I mean, I, Probe I, and taint. I think I sort of have, you know, in the same way, like side missions aren't quite as good as the main story missions. Like another concentric circle out from that is like collectibles are usually not quite as good as even oh, the side God, missions. Yeah. So it's like, that's why I don't bother. It has this knock on effect where like, Collecting the ravens in God of War is horrible. Like, it's not fun. If you're using, like, a checklist or a map, like a guide, like, it might be fun to sort of tick them off one by one. But it's not fun finding them all on your own. And so then it has this knock-on effect of, like, well, if I'm not going to do that, why should I bother finding all the chests? And if I'm not going to get all the chests, why should I even bother doing these side quests that are not as good as the main quest? And so then I usually just stop playing the game. You don't think that's a <laughs> knock against it being like a really good game, though, because you can ignore it. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not trying to. Again, like God of War is one of my favorite games of this gen. But, but it has a bunch of stuff you don't want to play in it. I just I, I think collectibles are, are bloat. 
you know, and Look. especially if like I always come back Those to the Koroks. example of I got I got 499 orbs in Crackdown and never found the fifth hundred the five hundredth one. Really? And I'm still salty about it to this day. <laughs> you got to one? Yeah. Really? And there's no like any game that has like a large number, like dozens and dozens or a hundred of something scattered around the map, but doesn't give you some way of like once you're down to the final five or whatever, like some way of being like it's in this area at least. Like mm-hmm. it's in that what is it, Lake of the Nine or whatever it's called. Yeah. Like here's the region of the map. It's in some way to narrow down that search. There's two ravens left in the whole game. Like that's horrible. That's designed for looking things up in a fac or a guide. Yeah, which I didn't ask for you. Yeah, <laughs> good plug. All right, moving on. This is Chris from Texas. He says I'm a huge fan of the show. Wanted to give a shout out to all of you for your awesome work every week. Ask for my question. All this Infinity War hype has got me thinking about the good old days of movie tie-in games like Ooh. Spider-Man Two, Iron Man, and even that one random Pacific Rim fighting game. What are some of your favorite tie-in games, and what would be one that you would love to see willed into existence? Uh, Do you guys remember that Iron Man game? It, had some, it, was, it was for 360. It was bad though. It had like um, we gave it like a seven Sega. or eight. Um, so it was it was bad, but it had like some good flying segments and it yeah. looked really good at the time. Like King Kong, remember mm. how that was like a tie-in that like just looked. It just those games sometimes had like an edge in graphics, which were really cool. I think yeah. we're kind of past that era. Mm. I think uh, I think Aladdin on the Sega Genesis, obviously. <laughs> yeah, never the Super Nintendo. Um, uh, and then uh, Chronicles of Riddick, although I don't know that really yeah. counts as a movie. I never played that. Is it not? It so good. Well, I mean, it had, it's, sort of, um, it's like a complimentary. Like it was, the, it was one of the first games that I can recall that wasn't like play the story of the movie, but it was like. But uh, like, isn't Vin Diesel? Yeah, but I'm just saying him? it was a tie-in. Like they're complimentary stories. Like it's, yeah, it's, I think that counts though as a movie tie-in. Yeah, maybe it's not yeah. based on a specific movie, but it's like I just think tied to that cinematic world. That's the first example I can think of that it's not just kind of like. You know, level one is the first ten minutes. What about Goonies two? <laughs> I had Gremlins two on the NES. It's horrible. That was that was a great game. I played that. Oh man, completion. Point counterpoint. Yeah, I loved the Gremlins. Maybe 2 you're game. thinking of Gremlins one. Mm. I had Back to the Future two and three. Ooh, yeah, on NES. the same cartridge. Yep. Oh, how did they fit two movies on one NES card? It's <laughs> uh, awesome. also horrible. well, there were. Well, I was, was going to ask if there was a single good uh, movie tying game on NES, but now we know. It's no, Gremlins 2 is a great game. Friday the 13th? Does Ninja no. Turtles count? <laughs> yeah, TMNT. Uh, that wasn't a movie tie-in. Yeah, that's the time. Was, Ooh, yeah, what about uh, Sunsoft tie-in. Batman? Was that tied in with the movie? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, I think The second one was more tied into the movie because of the Joker. In it. Oh, okay. Revenge of the Joker. That one wasn't very Joker's good. Joker's not in the original Sunsoft Batman NES? I don't think so. It's branded he... on the, in the second one. No, maybe it is in the first Sunsoft Batman. I'm thinking of the Nintendo Power cover, and I think he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the awkward thing where, like, now, nothing major, but, like, minor Infinity War plot points were spoiled by the toys. And so these companies have mm-hmm. to be careful. Like, game development is so lengthy and complex now mm-hmm. that, like, if you actually wanted to make, like, a true tie-in game, like, you know, the Spider-Man Homecoming 2, the game, it's going to, you know, have the same villains as the movie... Like they're unwilling to give up that level of early access. Like here's the villain and his design and what cities it's going to take place in. And like a team of 500 people would need to know that three years early to get the mm. game made. Yeah. Like mm. Star Wars is still doing it. Sort they're of. The only people. But they, you can actually tell sometimes that they're working off of like the Force Awakens game is like it was seems Wait, like which game. Uh, the Lego one. Lego sorry, Force it seemed yeah. it felt like they were kind of taking their best guess at like you know here's what we think this movie's yeah, like gonna be. Feeling. I mean, laser swords probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they know like the planets, the names, mm-hmm. like a little a little bit of a plot outline. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, years before Logan gave us uh, an actual representation of what 
Wolverine's like in the comics, there was a Wolverine video game. Yep. Just called Wolverine. Yeah, for NES. 2007? No, not for NES. Oh, yeah. Like Xbox. Have you played the NES one? Xbox 360. I remember Wolverine. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was like a seven for yeah. a game, but it was finally cool. He actually was like violent and would kill people and yeah. stab people in the head and cut their heads off. And Hugh Jackman lent his voice to the game too, so it was cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same era had the Warriors game. It was a Warriors game from Rockstar. Yeah, it was good. It's a Die Hard Trilogy arcade game that's really dope. Die Hard Whoa, Trilogy really? arcade. Was, did yeah. that ever like come to console? I played the like, PS1 Die Hard Trilogy it was, it a switched, lot. It switched genres. It was, uh, yeah. I want to say it was like, like early 2000s maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, Goldeneye. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Duh. It's so Duh. much better than the movie. I was going to say, it's a game and I enjoyed <laughs> yeah. more than the movie. That's unusual, right? Yeah. I feel like Goldeneye is one of the rare instances like where, like, if you say, I mean, I guess we're gamers, so maybe we're a little biased, but if you say the word Goldeneye, I think, like, that game comes to mind yeah. in just, like, popular <laughs> consciousness more yeah. than the movie. Yeah. 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 That, and, like, Fight Club the movie supersedes the book. Yeah. And the game. <laughs> That's right. There was a game. <laughs> right. A fighting game. Yeah. Wow, I think win. Fred Durst was in yep. that game. What, what in it's the game? Just yep. it's like Fight fights. Club, it's the like movie, the game. Fred Durst. It's also just a fighting game, which completely misses the point of Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Oh wow. What like when was that time? Like 360 era? I can't even remember when that game came was, out. Yeah, I think so. It was like awkwardly after the movie. Well, yeah, yeah, several years after the movie. The movie was like yeah, like PlayStation One era, PlayStation Two. Mm. First truly good movie tie-in game was probably Tron, the arcade game. Tron's so good. Do we still have Tron in the office? Yeah, it's just been broken for a while. It's plugged in. Uh, And then Tron, the sequel to it. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever played that one. Oh, it's really neat. Well, but which came first, Tron the arcade game or the Star Wars? Tron came first. Star Wars arcade game. And then speaking of the Star Wars arcade game, yeah, that was '83, and Tron was '82. Who made Tron? Uh, it was made by Bally, so through Disney. So it says Disney Studios and Bally on it. It's just like what great game design. Yeah, Valley Midway. It's it is cool and like it's a an anthology game. Yep, which is unusual. That and Gorf at the time were like the only games that did stuff. Like Gorf that. is like the first one, right? To like probably sort of like I don't know the history a, of that. But Gorf has a boss fight, I think. Yeah, and those really Great directly led fight. to like Mario Brothers, right? Like having Super Mario Brothers having like you know some kind of progression. Donkey yeah. Kong, you know, has four screens, but that's true. They're not four different like games, yeah. and you'd put in your quarter and be like, oh, I'm actually playing Space Invaders and Missile Command all in the same yeah. game. You know? Yeah, that's cool. Star Wars is kind of a special case because there's been so many yeah. games that are movie tie-ins. But I would be remiss if I didn't uh, recommend uh, what's Rogue Squadron Two, Rogue Leader. Oh, it's so good. The game on GameCube. GameCube. But do you think that counts as a movie tie-in? I mean, it's you play through the battles from the movies. That's right? true. That's true. Yeah, it is like an anthology of. But it's interesting <laughs> to do what you did with Riddick and say like, what are the games that came out alongside the movie? Like they were only that there Matrix to hype game. The movie. Wasn't that was like a complimentary Neo? story Pat of the Matrix? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, there was a whole MMO, right? Yeah. yeah. Really? I don't remember that at all. There's Enter the Matrix, Matrix online. Is the one. Enter the Matrix. There was a few of them. Yeah. There was a couple of tries at a Matrix video game. Mm-hmm. And then what about what about Knights of the Old Republic? Is that a, a movie tie-in game? Mm-mm. No. I'm well, trying to work through that in my head. There I mean, was Lord of the Rings tie-in games for every Lord oh, of the Rings movie. Dude, everyone, I feel like the soft spot, like universally people have a soft spot. They're like, I know this game's not good, yeah. but I really like the Two Towers. Two great towers. Memories. Yeah. I have great yeah. memories of playing that. Even Fellowship was fun. Playing. I didn't yeah. play the Return of the King one. There's, they're all the same. Yeah, Return of the King. It's like fun. kind of a vaguely RPG-like walk through it. Yeah, game. that Two Towers game is good. Like, it's bad good. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's weird. Remember, it's those like a, looked amazing. There were a lot of enemies on screen at one time, right? Yeah, it's just like they had really, they're really well designed just graphically. They used assets probably from the, the movie and just, you know, low res them. 
But KOTOR was set in a world that was established by a movie, but not directly to any it wasn't, movie. Because like, what was out at the time, Phantom Menace? Well, Knights of the Old Republic, Ish, that yeah. Old Republic era has never been seen on yeah. screen. So yeah. I'm just trying to work through in my mind. So that's mm-hmm. why it's not a movie tie-in. Yeah. Okay. That was extended universe, and now I think it's Legends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Interesting, yeah. NES already had, also had The Untouchables and Platoon. <laughs> that's right. Those are actual NES games based on very oh, adult movies. Platoon yeah. has an excellent soundtrack. Oh, really? Yeah, the soundtrack's like crazy. It's all CCR. Yeah, I was going to say, do they no. take like the, the Fogarty hits and no, no. bitify them? It's, like, it's, not, it's not music from the movie. It's an original soundtrack that's really good. Wow. What about the Middle Earth Shadow of games? Those, Those are pretty good, but they have not they set high in though. I think they're actively run away. I don't think they have the movie license. Well, they have no. the orc look. But, is that it? And the and the it. golem of the movies. The golem, that's right. I don't think right. it's not Andy Serkis. No, but it's a sound alike. I yeah. hear like, like he looks like, like compared the golem. to that Hobbit game. Remember that? Yeah, there is this awkward thing with any Lord of the Rings game where they don't have the movie license, but that's all anybody cares about. So they get like as close to it as they can be. Like, no, 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 this isn't the golem from the movies. This is the golem from the books. Right, but but he sounds like the golem of the movies. Yeah, they actually maybe. <laughs> they may have gotten a little too close to the line on that one, and maybe maybe they do have the movie license, but I'm sure they don't. Otherwise, they'd lean way harder into that, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that's why they have to call them Shadow of and Middle Earth Shadow of instead of Lord of the Rings. Instead of yeah, Lord of the Rings. Uh, finally, there's 2015's Mad Max, which was not directly tied into the movie, but includes a lot of the visual elements and mm. enemy types from the movie. Mm. From not the most. Does that the still? Does that the still? Fury, Fury Road. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're in the game? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's very closely, it's closely related to that movie. Definitely set in sort of the same world. I only had those still guys. They have the guitar guy? No, guitar guy is not. I feel like in like 2000 to 2010, like if you were putting out a big movie, you put out a game to promote that movie. And And that was like guaranteed. Is there a Catwoman game? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes, there is. It's exactly <laughs> like that. So, and, and then not only would you put that out, but you'd put it out on all, every system possible. So there'd be a GBA version mm-hmm. of the game, and also, you know, yeah. PS2, PS, you know, even sometimes across console. I actually have the GBA version of Lord of the Rings. I don't know where it came from. It just appeared in my house. Yeah, they yeah, made up for that. Everyone too. has one what what in, a yeah. drawer, in a drawer somewhere, and <laughs> that they just those are isometric. Maybe I, I actually have never played it because I put it in and I turned invisible and I saw. You know, ghosts everywhere. So, <laughs> yes, put it down. <laughs> Attention, dudes. Unfortunately, most men will experience hair loss by age 35. By the time you notice, it's usually too late. A preemptive strike is required, and that is where forhims.com comes in. Forhims.com is a one stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and men's health that connects you with real doctors for medical-grade solutions for problems that can be embarrassing to handle in person. There's no waiting room, no doctor visits, but these are prescription solutions backed by actual science. So you visit 4 answer a few questions, a real doctor will review and prescribe accordingly, and products are shipped directly to your door. While supplies last, GameScoop listeners can get a trial month for just $5 when they go to 4 slash GameScoop. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash GameScoop. And now, back to the show. All right, this is Jamar from Lakeland, Florida. 
He says, what's up, Omega Cops? Longtime listener. Love the show. It's the only gaming show I make sure I catch every week. Good. I'm starting a game room and want to have all the consoles, not the bad ones, but the good ones. Okay. Give me your guys' top five consoles and the one game to play on it before the PlayStation era. Ooh. So it's actually a little bit of a struggle to come up with five that's worthwhile consoles before PlayStation, I think. So we can all agree on NES, SNES, and Genesis. Yep. Yeah. What are the others? Yeah. I was, maybe TurboGrafx-16. Yeah, if you get the, um, one. the little television one, the uh, little handheld version. Yeah, the Turbo, Turbo Express. Express. I think it was awesome. And does yeah. Game Boy work? It lasts like seven minutes. Game Boy is important. Battery. That's a good I mean, call. sure. Yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking more like TV, you know, yeah. home consoles. But uh, yeah, it's like I, I don't think, think you can esca- you can skip Atari and in, in Television yeah. and ColecoVision now because they're just not great not fun. fun games. To re- <laughs> but they're really like the manuals are really cool and the art's really cool and yeah. the history's really cool. But like you don't need to like plug those in have people no, over and play we've them. We've talked many times. Like the further back you go into video gaming history, you get diminishing returns on how much fun the games are to play today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think even a lot of NES games are still kind of like uh, they're a little too yeah sixteen yeah, yeah. bits of like sweet spot basic yeah. bees for us today. Yeah, you gotta have a Super Nintendo Genesis NES. I think the TurboGrafx 16 is really cool because yeah. I yeah. had it growing up, and ha- you could play Splatterhouse on it. I'm trying to think about <laughs> TurboGrafx. Like, what what could you get there that's like hard to get and play? Like, you know, the Bonk games have been ported. Those uh, games, those cool yeah. pinball games, the Alien yeah, Storm, the, yeah, well, uh, and the other alien, one, the Demon something, Alien Crush and Dev- Devil's Crush. Yes, Devil's Crush. That's right. Yeah. Those are neat. Yeah, the, the Bonk Continuum is always good. It's very cool. And then you got a uh, ripoff called Ninja Spirit. I think for uh, TurboGrafx mm-hmm. and some cool uh, uh, shoot 'em ups like bl- Blazing Lasers. Blazing Lasers is so good. Aero Blasters yeah. is on there too. Yeah. Uh, Air Zonk. Well, yeah, that's oh, a yeah. Bonk spin off. Yeah. But is that a puzzle? Now Jared Petty's a no, shooter. No. You need to get Jared back in here to record another, what was the Let's Play series? <laughs> Holy Chip. Holy Chip. We got two episodes in. <laughs> you got to do episode three of Holy Chip that people demand it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, I mean, what is that about Turbo Graphics? Yeah. We were going to play through the entire entire library of Turbo Chip cards, of which there are only oh, yeah. like 92 released. Mm-hmm. But I did some fuzzy math and figured out in order to make this work uh, be worthwhile, we need to get like 12,000 views oh, man. <laughs> on each video. <laughs> and so it took I us, love the contract you have with your audience. It took us a long time <laughs> to get through 12,000 views on the first episode. But when we did, we shot the second episode and then Jared left. They oh. don't film another episode until the previous one gets 12,000 oh, okay. views. So if it gets there in a day, you do another one. Yeah. But if it gets there in a year, then <laughs> that's a good business model. Have you checked it lately? Uh, no, I haven't checked it lately. It's but now that Jared's a free agent, yeah, I told him he wanted to. You guys up buy police. the game? I, I told Jared I'd be willing to sell the Holy Chip name to him. Oh, like, oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> I'm open to that. Uh, this is Noah from Colorado. He says, "In the years since digital games became a thing, there has been many wonderful indie games." but I have largely ignored them. I take a closed-minded approach to games and just continue playing only AAA releases, but I think it's high time I fix this and expand my horizons a little. So for someone new to the indie scene, what are the games I have to check out? I mean, what even, I don't know what- Shovel Knight? They come on any platform. <laughs> but like, does, I don't understand, like is, does Meat Boy count as indie? Like where yeah. is- so. Yeah, okay, it's, it's well, made by two dudes. Yeah, well, Cave Story yeah, is Super excellent. Boy. I highly recommend everyone check that one out. It's on Switch it's now. It's, it's the best way to play person. it, actually. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's hard to whittle down. Again, like the best indie games you should just check out. But I have mentioned Splunky many times here on this show. Uh, that was made by a very small team. And that is a 2D platforming roguelike game uh, where every time you play it, it's totally different. 
the uh, simple goal is just to make it to the end of the four worlds. But uh, there's like all these different game systems and different types of enemies. So every time you load up a run, everything's refreshed and it's totally new. Uh, and then there's all these secrets that are in there to find too. The many, many different levels to that. If you like it, then play Rogue Legacy. Also, Rogue Legacy is a great uh, 2D platforming roguelike. Those work so well, like right next to each other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Rogue Legacy is more of like a Ghosts and Goblins vibe. Uh, whereas Splunky is more of like an Indiana Jones vibe. Rogue Legacy is also a lot nicer to you as the player. <laughs> yeah, because you get to, there is some sort of persistent progression, whereas Splunky, you uh, start out from zero every time. I still yeah, like Shovel Knight, and then uh, Shovel Knight? what yeah. was the other one? You said? Cave Story. Cave Story, I would say some of the best games ever made. FTL, I have we tell maybe like, one of my yeah. top. Shovel Knight is also games. a 2D platformer yeah. with a pixel art style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just really, really That's good fine. one. Yeah. It's and a Mega Man 2-like. Yeah, uh, Cave Story is a Metroidvania-like. Mm-hmm. has an incredible soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. If you get it on Switch, you can change like which soundtrack it uses because there's like multiple ones. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I would say Hotline Miami is up there. Hotline Miami is a mm-hmm. cool game. There's two of those. Say, Top down, uh, what, like hack and slash boot like beat em up shooter? like a puzzle brawler or something? Like you, you have to act so quickly. and no, There's really solve. a puzzle element to it. but there, You puzzle. replay the thing over and over. It's like again. smart combat. Yeah. yeah, I think they're puzzly in the sense of like, you know, you turn right and just get destroyed. And it's like, well, no, I need to take a different route. There's like this. a little path you have to learn. Mm. Um, I would say Darkest Dungeons up there for me. Me too. Oh, yeah, I've that. That's that. a more recent game. And that's like a turn-based strategy roguelike. Man, there's a lot of roguelike <laughs> indie games. Uh, uh, with a very cool like moody vibe and atmosphere. If you like puzzle games, I think, you know, Zactronics is making the best puzzle games in the business with stuff like Opus Magnum and stuff like Infiniminer and Space Chem. Mm-hmm. I don't know about I, these games. I think these basically, games? all story-based adventure games are still indie. So like you what? have like all of the uh, Thimbleweed Park. Oxen yeah, Oxenfree is a good. Yeah, and what's the one called Thimbleweed Park? Yeah, those are like old classic adventure games. Those are basically point indie click. games now. Point and click. Um, and then there's like the the walking simulator genre of yeah. which um, <laughs> Gone Home and. Yeah. Uh, Firewatch. Firewatch are the best examples. And those are like kind of like Tacoma. You're just walking around, but you're in a Tacoma and you're solving a mystery in a cool environment and kind of figuring it out. Yeah. yeah. Those are all my favorite games from the last several years. Yeah, I like them more than the AAA game. Uh, more recently, a game that IGN gave a 10 is Celeste. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a another 2D platforming pixelated oh, uh, game. Undertale also. It's also Undertale. I, got actually a 10. Haven't, I haven't played yeah. that one. I haven't but either. I know people love Undertale. Yeah, Stardew my Valley. son has watched the whole game on YouTube. He's never played it. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, he watches it over so, and over yeah, again. It's like a, they take off that way. And then, yeah, Stardew Valley is a, sort oh, of a yeah, Harvest Moon-like. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, uh, these companies, we're all saying likes because the companies that made those wonderful games, like... Stopped making them. Or they make them so rarely that and you can People that grew up gaps. loving them said, screw it, I'll make <laughs> it myself. Yeah. It's such a <laughs> And cool then they spent seven years of their life and went into bankruptcy to make this one game, and then they crossed their fingers that it turns out okay. Uh, in the case of Stardew Valley, it did. And Undertale's an Earthbound-like, right? Yeah. Something like that. Something I mean, like it's that. It's its own thing, and it's very humorous. Oh, Fez is also a fantastic mm-hmm. game. It's maybe one of my favorite indie games of all time. Yeah. Yep. Talk about games Figuring out that sound language, man. Fez. Fez is a pixelated <laughs> 2D platformer where you can rotate the world. In yeah. It, I would call it more of a puzzle game. Okay. But it's still like 2D... It's a, yeah, sure. it's a 2D, 2D game, game with a puzzle jumping. elements. Yeah, they're definitely in the same... Is The Witness an indie game? Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. so. There you go. That's a good game. Yep. <laughs> yes, it is. Also a 10. 
Uh, all right, well, one more email this week. This is from Joseph, and he says, Love the show. Listen every week. I'm 27 and work a boring office job. Oh, no. And listening to you guys during the day makes time go faster. Nice. I just purchased the PS4 God of War bundle. This is my first PlayStation ever. I've had Xbox Live for 12 years. I know that world well. However, now I'm in Uncharted territory. Nah. <laughs> and I feel overwhelmed and want to experience Ooh. the core PlayStation games. For Xbox, this would be games like Halo, Gears of War, Fable, and Forza. Mm. What are the absolute core games I need to play to feel like I understand the PlayStation platform? I had to do this once when I bought my first PlayStation 2, like so way into the game. Mm. When you bought your PlayStation 2? I played 2? Metal Gear Solid 4 and Uncharted 1, which are like wasn't great. Oh, no, no. Three, you mean? Three, yeah. yeah. Three, yes. yeah. So back then you were like... you. Checking out Metal Gear and Uncharted. But now there's better versions of both those games, so it's totally worth doing. <laughs> That's true. That's actually true. You got to get Uncharted? Uncharted. So do you think uh, the bundle, the trilogy, or just go with four? Well, I, it's tough. Why not both? We were just talking about well, this. Well, yeah, on. I just know if you want to play first. <laughs> well, so the tricky thing is Uncharted 1 is the worst Uncharted game, but they are, <laughs> but you still know. still not a bad game. No, 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 but I'm just saying, right. like, they directly, like, you can't start with 4. You just can't. Like, they directly feed into one yeah, another. It's so. true. Yeah, I'd say, like, 4 is definitely the best experience, play, but play those games, first. more than maybe other video game series, yeah. are closely tied together. and They build, they're like character payoffs that you get a 4 <laughs> that you and yeah appreciate unless you've played all of them. So Blast Through 1 with the understanding that it's like a 7.5 or an 8, whereas the rest of the games are, you know, 9s and 10s, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Last of Us Remastered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. PS4, like we were saying earlier, that's uh, the PlayStation community absolutely loves that game. Get you some knack if you really want that PlayStation experience. He's only 27. Well, okay. He doesn't have a kid that he's going to play knack through with. Well, I mean, I bought it mostly because like, I needed a game on launch day. I should hey, this knack. It's 27. And then there's the whole much. that game company uh, games, Journey through Journey. Oh yeah, those are Flower. What about Loco Roco? You got to play Loco Roco. Mm. Yeah, you do. I was going to say uh, Persona Five. Yeah, PlayStation exclusive greatest JRPG Patapon. of all time. JRPG. I don't know if he should play Patapon. Or I'm not. trying to uh, think of the but most should PlayStation. Definitely play <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn. Danganronpa. That Danganronpa. <laughs> no, he's got to play Horizon Zero Dawn, right? That's yes. uh, the yeah. big exclusive from last year. Open world dinosaur robots, mm-hmm. uh, and then Shadow of the Colossus, oh, just yeah. re-released on PS4. Luminous. PlayStation Classic. Well, that's, wait that's for that one. That one's coming back. Too, but coming cool. out and everything. Um, it's not my taste, but I would say, you know, Bloodborne. I was going to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, people love Bloodborne. It doesn't really click with me, but people love Bloodborne. Well, the interesting thing about yeah. Bloodborne, I don't know if this is just localized to our office, but I've talked before about how esteem for, like, a game like Red Dead Redemption has climbed over time. Like, yeah. Bloodborne came out strong. Like, everyone's like, this is great. This is the best Souls game. And I feel like as time has gone on, its reputation has only grown and grown, and people seem to kind of be enjoying it and appreciating it more and more, which is interesting to see. Like, it's now pretty commonly, widely considered the best Souls-like game there is. Yeah, that's that's really true. Man, I need to play it. Did you play it? No. <laughs> no I, I, did you play it? I did. What'd you think? Uh, it's not really my type of game, but it's <laughs> so, also a game that I can super appreciate. Do any of the Souls games... I keep trying. I'm waiting for yeah, them that's to click. <laughs> each new, I try each one, and I'm still like, nope, still not for me. You're yeah. not trying enough. Yeah, you got to keep trying. Not hard enough. Not that's why I played uh, getting over it with Bennett Foddy for like five or ten minutes, and I'm like, life is too short for me to <laughs> for me to put more time into this one. I appreciate I appreciate it from afar. With Detroit coming out, do you need to play like Heavy Rain? I don't think so. And I really loved Heavy Rain. Really? I yeah. loved, and what was the other one? Beyond Two Souls. I loved Beyond Two Souls. Wow. I feel like I'm the only person on earth that really adored that game. <laughs> and those were PlayStation exclusives. Yeah. So. Yeah, those are exclusives. 
Uh, yeah, I don't care for those games, though. Uh, and t- but to cover off on the racing uh, series, I guess he's got to play one of the Gran Turismos. I don't mm-hmm. know what the best one or most, most recent one is. Good Didn't question. one come out last year? Yeah, and then there's the spinoff, the Sport, GT Sport, Sport came yeah. out last year. Mm-hmm. So Sport, I haven't been following it. It had a shaky launch because it had a bunch of online-only stuff, and you know it was kind of light on game modes. But then I think that they fixed some of that over time. Like it, they, they Ubisoft it, as we call <laughs> it now, mm-hmm. and stuck with the game and sort of cleaned it up. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. I haven't been paying. What about your Ratchet and Clanks and Sly Coopers? Oh, yeah, See, most recent Ratchet and Clanks, really good. But it's also hard to know. Like, I don't know where. Like, is Sly Cooper trilogy on PS4? There's well, a nice Sly Cooper on PS4, but well, I can't remember. What are it. you sure they're not on PS3? Because oh, like a lot of those got remastered for PS3, and I'm like, I don't even know if they made their way over. Yeah. now, but maybe they. I just, I just don't know. Yep. Same with the original Ratchet trilogy. There's a new Ratchet and Clank on PS4. And then even Very though good. Metal Gear Solid 5 was on multiple platforms, none of the other Metal Gear Solids were, right? That's true. Uh, Metal Gear has a long history GameCube, on, on the PlayStation. Yeah, one came to GameCube. <laughs> That's true. Twin Snakes. And then 2 and 3, well, 3 was on DS. No. That's a yeah, it is. I have it. It's great. Yeah, me too. And I bought... Uh, uh, you have totally to have the, uh, the, the thumb nub. I about yep, that. The nub. Well, totally actually, now you can that. buy the 3DS... Light or plus or whatever, and with that has it built in, and oh. it works with yeah, 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 which is really nice. Fantastic. That's the only way. If, well, no, I did play that on PlayStation a little bit back in the day. Yeah. Wow. But it's fun to play on the 3DS. Yeah. Well, it's an exciting time, Joseph, to be just getting into PlayStation right now. Yeah, I'm very jealous. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. All right, that's going to bring us to video game 20 questions. Justin, do you need to be excused? Yeah, I do. I'm sorry. How okay. many questions <laughs> can you ask before you leave? Well, this is what this is what I want you to do, Justin. Okay. Send someone in here. You pick. Oh, that's boy. Good. Send someone in here to sit in your seat. Oh, I like this. We'll be right back to see who Justin picked. <laughs> here comes a new challenger. Brian Altano is What's joining up? us ding, to play rap, video rap. game 20 questions. Seth, you know how this works? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, yes. I've listened to this podcast. Uh, many times, shout out to Lish. Shout out to who? Yo, shout My friend out to Lish. Lish. I was like, wow, I don't even know who we're talking to. We were shouting out. Let's Our suggestion this week comes from Angelo Allen Haslip Jr. Cool. Cool name. Let the questioning begin. Did Angelo say where he is from? No. Is that a question? That, I was going to say, does that count? <laughs> it's been a minute. I don't know if what? you guys changed. <laughs> the rules <laughs> count that one. <laughs> that one uh, counted too. Seth, let's start with you. Okay. Uh, does the main character wear a hat? No. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no. There goes sure. Mario. This time. Damn it. Mario's out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm out then. That's, that's all I know. Is Sonic out? Yes. Sonic doesn't wear a hat. No. What are those things on his head? Spikes. That's kind of a hat. <laughs> um, e of Sonic. <laughs> let's see. Uh, was mm, Is this a multiplayer game? No. Oh. I think I know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did this come out before the year 2000? Yes. Mm. Mm. Okay. Us old, us olds will be You guys know what I'm thinking, right? <laughs> no. No, no, no idea. No. <laughs> no idea whatsoever. It came out before the year 2000. Yeah. There's no hats involved. And single player. It's a single player game. Yeah. Uh, was it on a Nintendo system? No. Oh. Mm. So what is that? What is that? What's that narrow down? That rules out Sega, NES, PlayStation, PC, arcade. PC that master system question mark um spectrum zx atari did you you asked if it was on a nintendo system yeah if it ever was right yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah maybe we could find out if it's multi-platform although i don't know what that That's would good. be back then 
Mm. And besides, we we only have before 2000, so it could be before 1975 for all we know. We have oh yeah, down the era. Should we? Let's maybe we'll get another decade. Yeah. Was this was this uh, released in the 1990s? Yes. Okay. okay. We got a decade. Got a 90s game. <laughs> cool. Cool. I remember the 90s. Was this associated with an exclusive platform? Associated? Like associated with one platform? Yes. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, maybe it is on a Sega platform then. Okay. So, like, basically, was this exclusive to one? Yeah. But it might have come out on something else, but, you know, we wouldn't have cared. Mm-hmm. Like, Mega Man X came out on PC. Right. Yeah. I did not know that. Man, makes no sense. <laughs> I think it was voted the worst place to play that game. <laughs> yeah, it came with its own controller, though. We've talked about this before. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. read this. Um, and mm. let's, uh, get, let's, let's get into some genres. Well, okay. Okay. We could also just narrow down PlayStation, Genesis, or PC, or whatever. Okay. But we could do genres first. It's up to you. Yeah, this, this is all you. No, it's not. <laughs> we lose this. <laughs> it's definitely not all me. <laughs> Was this on a Sega platform? Yes. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Was it 16-bit? Yes. Okay. So, Sega Genesis game with no hats. Exclusive <laughs> to Sega Genesis. Exclusive. Yeah. No Sounds hats. like Comic Zone, which is what I was going to from the beginning. Yeah, I'm thinking Echo. I'm thinking Echo the Dolphin. Echo. We didn't ask about hands. I was Echo once when we played Who Am I? And I asked <laughs> if we could cross if I could cross the street. And they just started laughing and I got it right away. <laughs> When you st- when you said I was Echo once, I thought you were talking about like Halloween. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you were a dolphin for Halloween. That's weird. No, video games are not like that's just awful. Um, man. Okay. Um, do is oh, I would love. I just do I'm is still picturing. <laughs> are you dressed as a dolphin? I'm Echo the dolphin. I haven't not I a know. dolphin. I didn't know. It's the tides of time, mother effers. Uh, do you uh? Hmm. Do you attack things in this game? <laughs> yes. Okay, that's good. What does that eliminate? I just want to... race Sports games, right? Sports yeah. racing. It's not uh, that talking football game that everybody likes? Yeah. Joe Montana, wanna... sports talk football? Yes, but yeah. it could still be NHL 94. You know, you, they took out the, the blood in that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But they didn't take out the fighting. Yeah. Yeah. You still attack things. I don't know if that's is that an attack? It's kind of an attack. It's uh, legal though. Is legal this attack. based on a license? No. Ooh. That's yeah. ten. That's ten okay. questions. Okay. Oof. This is original Crunch time. Original game. You don't attack things. You don't wear hats. You no, does, do attack no hats. You do attack does things. Does it matter if it's attack. made in Japan or not? Or they're all made in Japan at that mm, right? Yeah. Um Except for Comic Zone. Is it part of a franchise? No. Oh. 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 So Decap Attack. <laughs> so this is the game. This is a game that was so good that it never got another. Beyond Oasis. <laughs> yeah. This could be. I mean, when was like Doctor Robotnik's Bean Mean Mean Bean Machine? Does that count as being part of a franchise? Uh, I think it might. It's on the Sonic Collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of part of a franchise. That's the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. Extended Bean Universe. Yeah. <laughs> Everything DCU. Did. Everything else that had the bean <laughs> beans. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, oh, man. Um, is this a side-scrolling game? Yes. Mm. Ooh. Uh, so this is not, it's not like Toe Jam and Earl or anything like that, because that's, that's, that's those are top-down. Like top-down. Yeah. Top yeah. There's three of those. Yeah, one. There's hats. I think we're getting there. There's hats. There are definitely hats. It's not Beyond Oasis. No. And they made a bunch of Echoes. 
What the? What? No. What? <laughs> no, can't just say the name. First of all, they made like 80 Double Dragons. It wasn't platformers. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay Thank you for your help. Um, is this have a... Uh, would you call this a... I'm trying to narrow down the games I've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you play as a skeleton? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is it all, I mean, all, all, did Altered Beast get sequels? Kind of, yeah, it did, right? I don't think no, so. No, Altered Beast was... But it was in arcades. Mm. Mm. Do you oh, rise it? from your grave in this game? No. Oh, man. Um, do you think it's Comic Zone? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Do you think it has... A, does it have a, um, a cart- cartoony art style? Yes. Ooh. It's 15. Okay. Does it have like a zone like cartoony art style? Okay, well, I mean, so it's a it's a cartoon. Is it Rystar? Remember that game? Yeah. I'm not actually asking. I'm, I'm asking, on, I'm I asking was my conf- boys. I was thinking about Rystar too, but I was I was confused because I think Ry- isn't we're thinking of it maybe a different game because I thought Rystar was a super no. no mm, yeah, what's game. they they made a they made some like some platformers. Yeah, some I mean, we're just stalling. It's definitely Comic Zone. But. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. It's not Echo. They made a bunch of Echoes. Really, is there think a comic com- book style to this game? Yes. Oh my oh. god, that's different than a cartoon style. Yeah. Why didn't you ask that the first? Does time? it take place <laughs> in a zone? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> How far do you want to push this? I think I, I, is it comic zone? Yes. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna ask. Did we say that on a question? Did I make that as the joke for the thing I thought it was? Yeah. Well, you said it very early on. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's Comic Zone. Yeah. I thought you were going to ask. What the heck? I hope they actually come back around to that. you a straight face? You were getting so close, too. You were like, are there two words in the title? Is one of them spelled wrong? Or have the letter X in it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's really interesting. Uh, 1995. So kind of later in the 16-bit era. But... you, uh, you were going to ask, is it made in Japan? I would have said yes. I yeah, think it is. I think it is just made in Japan. That's why I... Even though it has a very like Western I, comic book art style. Mm. Oh, that's a Japanese game? It's just made by Sega. Oh, so. weird. I had no Sega idea. Eternal. I'll have to look it up, but yeah. I, I, had, I thought it was made by this company in Arizona. That's why I was associating with that. But now I'm thinking that's a different comics dumb game for NES. That, and it's by Wisdom Tree. Comics <laughs> It was Wisdom Tree of somebody else. Yeah, I forget what it's called. An unlicensed game? Yes. Okay. Based on like fake comics? Yeah, it's called like Comic Comic Guy. Or, I'll show I thought Wisdom Tree made really all those Bible games. Yes, they yes. did. And then they had another label that oh, made really like, uh, their uh, secular label. Yeah, their secular. <laughs> <label>. <laughs> Didn't they make like Something an Operation related. Desert Storm game? There is an Operation Desert Storm game. Yeah, that's a, that's a license. Maybe they made that one too. I guess there's an unlicensed one. I was just yeah. reading about it from the from the yeah. Bible guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, it's a weird. Portfolio. Camerica <laughs> might be the same company. I'm trying to think of. I, I'm a little. I haven't thought about this in a long time. I'll figure it out. Uh, thank you for the suggestion. Angelo Allen Haslip Jr. Uh, Great name. Before we say goodbye to you, Brian, what are you playing right now? Or anything you can share with us? Uh, let's see. I mean, I just wrapped God of War, so I'm jumping back mm-hmm. into that. I've been uh, doing some stuff with Labo. I put out a video on Twitter of just me just like, making a beat. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> with it. That's, it's a surprisingly that really sophisticated. Cool. Thanks. Surprisingly sophisticated, and I'm just playing some Switch stuff. So, uh, yeah, check me out on NVC talking about all the weird indie games coming to that platform. Mm-hmm. I tried out, I did the uh, robot 
game thing with Labo. It's oh, really? Like actually, pretty fun. Okay, oh, cool. I haven't just tried like that one. mess around with. Yeah. You wore the full. The yeah, you wore the full suit. It's kind of like it's like they should make a kaiju Godzilla game yeah. with that. Yeah, You're just yeah. knocking down buildings. It's just like dumb fun. I and mean, it my makes big... you feel a little clunky too. Yeah, it's totally clunky. I had a great time fun. building all that stuff, yeah. and now it's all done. And I'm just like, I I don't know what to do with it because it's you can't gift it to anybody <laughs> because it's worthless without the software. <laughs> yeah, and half the fun is building it. So I yeah. just have a bunch of stuff that I have to I'll bring into work and just leave somewhere and hope no one sees. Well, in like five years, dig it out. Yeah. Take it all apart. Yeah. Put it back together. Yeah. There we go. I mean, I think I have rock band equipment somewhere still. Yeah. that's. I think that's my, was my worry that this would be cardboard versions of that. Mm. It's actually the first peripherals I've seen in a very long time that are made in America. Oh, wow. Are you? No, is not. Is that a joke? <laughs> no, not. <laughs> no, in that, like, I think we're, we're a lot, we're cool with just tearing down the trees and building some pianos here. Oh, heck yeah. Did you know Mega Man hipsters are trying to say Mega Man 5 is the best one now? What? 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 Did this, <laughs> what? Say, Weren't who, you there when? for that? No. He wasn't a, paying this attention. Is a, this is a Ryan Scott joint. <laughs> this? Really? Yeah. He was oh. trying to convince me. He's like, it's underrated. You got to play it. It may be underrated. He said if it came out instead of Mega Man 3, it'd be Mega Man 2 and Mega Man 5 would be everyone's favorite Mega Man <laughs> It does game. have some really? cute rush moments. I think we're, we're conflating underrated with best ever. No, this that's, is his. That's, that's kind of a leap. He, he made a strong case. Well, he's a Because he just kept saying it over and over again. <laughs> he's a, he's Mega a Man idiot. 5. Mega Man 5. I love that boy, Mega but Man come on. 5. He right in the head. <laughs> All right, that's all the scoops that we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, thank Sam. You. Thank, you, thank you, Seth. Thank you, Justin. My pleasure. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. <clears throat>
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.